So hi everyone, my name is Elena, and uh, with me today is Nitai Stalker, and we're going to be talking about healing and what that means and what that looks like, and is there even a finality to healing? Do we ever just heal? So welcome. Hello. Um, so <clears throat> you're... The finality question to me, well, I think we should define what healing means because I have a feeling that people's definition <laughs> of that, that word are different. And so okay. uh, before I say anything about healing, I want to make sure that it's defined for the purposes of this conversation. See, and that's where like for me, I'm like, well, it can mean so many different things because, you know, like I think first my mind automatically, because I study so much, like goes to the like the root meaning of healing, which is to like find wholeness. Yeah. And then at the same time, healing can be associated with like pain or some kind of like painful experience. And then for some people it could be change. So it really just depends. <clears throat> what is that yeah. like for you though? Well, I don't know the the question about there being finality to it in my mind that there isn't a lot of finality to something like healing because if you look at all the facets of what healing is it feels like it's a process that is the entire life span that we have and mm -hmm. possibly beyond depending on what you believe in so i don't know that like you know you may have like a specific traumatic event and that you may at some point finish healing from that one event <clears throat> but I don't know that you would finish healing as like a general term of like you are because I in some sense I almost feel like that perpetuates the I like there's two parts of healing I guess so like the discovery and then the like acceptance mm. and so I think the discovery is obviously there's an end to that because you've discovered something you need to heal from or what it is that's made you feel a certain way or whatever. Like you have some amount of like understanding or um, like you, you've figured something out, but then the acceptance, the figuring out how to live with it, the what does it mean for you? Like all of that aspect of healing, I think it goes into a larger extent of your life. And I think there's a lot of instances where you may be like 98% or 95% or 90% healed from something, but not ever 100, or at least not, you know, like it'll still come up for certain certain instances for you or whatever. And that may not always be the case, but I also think that there's probably something else. Like even if you manage to fully be fine or may not fine is the wrong term, but to fully be over and have worked through and like feel good about some other experience in your life, is probably another experience that could be healed from. So I think the idea of there being finality to it in some sense, for some people when they're looking at people and they are going through something, they see someone else and they think like, why can't I be like that? Or why can't I have less problems? Or why can't I have my life that together? Or any such um, variation of thoughts about like looking up to others as if they have their crap more figured out than they do. Mm -hmm. And often that's not the case. And I think to put a finality to healing in the sense of like, oh, well, you know, then, then it almost adds to that by making people think, well, that person is fully healed. Why can't I? And so I think leaving it open-ended and the idea that maybe you're most of the way there or maybe totally healed on one thing, but not another thing. is like, that's where everybody is. They're just at different stages of it. And it's like that for your whole life. And I don't know, like maybe if you're super like, you know, 
self-realized and like living in like a you know monastery somewhere and like sitting cross-legged and meditating all day that maybe there's certain people that perhaps transcend what I'm talking about but Mm -hmm. I think for the larger portion of us there's some amount of healing um in the acceptance and understanding aspect of it even if you maybe finish the discovery aspect um the first half of it is like figuring out what it is that you're trying to heal from and what it is that bothers you about it once you figure that out you still have to figure out what to do about it or what to how to heal from it like what you need to do what steps you need to take what you need from within yourself in order to actually heal from it right yeah and actually i think one of the reasons why I brought up the whole concept of like healing tied to like its root word to heal or to feel whole was me thinking like, well, that's what we strive for in life. And at the same time, life is not constant, you know, in the sense of like the things that are coming up for you or the the problems that you have to deal with, they're going to change over time and you're going to change over time. So there's going to be new challenges. There's going to be new barriers and obstacles that either make you uncomfortable or that are painful. And then when I look at it in that regard, it's kind of the same sense of what you were talking about. You can't, I can't really say that healing ever stops. And just even thinking of like the word healing, like it's for me, it means like movement and like over time, just working through like the cycle that is life and going through the experiences that are coming up for you and then trying to make sense of it based on everything that has informed your past because whoever you were when you were younger whatever your parents taught you whatever painful experiences you've gone through or even like your happy experiences they're going to like mirror your perception as to how you approach something new and i think when people go to like therapy or psychologists and they're trying to you know get to the root of something they feel stuck they feel like um they just don't know what's wrong with them and like not that there's anything wrong with them but they they just feel that they feel some kind of like emptiness so that whole concept of like i'm broken i try to stay away from because we're not broken we're just like in a state where we need to shift or change and i think healing is that constant state of change and people are uncomfortable with it sometimes and I think that's where like if you don't know how to like be conscientious or practice in your day-to-day life like looking at what you're doing how you're thinking how your body is how you're uh, utilizing your language and how you're dealing with your day-to-day like with people and your work and you're not really just I wouldn't say overanalyzing, but more so just looking from your perspective where you're at when you're doing those things, then it becomes really hard to just even step into the process of like changing or shifting because like you were mentioning, there's like the the acceptance part, but there's also the facing part. Like some of us just don't want to face that we're responsible for where we're going and we're responsible for our interactions. Like, so somebody treated you some way or something happened, you're still fully responsible, you know, apart from them and whatever they did, whether it was right or wrong or hurtful or, you know, it helps you in some way, like you're still responsible at the end of the day of making those choices for yourself and redirecting yourself and taking care of yourself. I think a lot of the times, when we think of healing and why people go to like 
therapists and, and psychologists is because they're wanting somebody to give them an answer or to fix it. And like, there's not like an easy fix. There's not an easy answer. Not, nobody else is going to solve it for you. And nobody else is going to like fill your cup. That's like just something that you have to do on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically what, you know, what I was saying. So, I mean, I think to just, I don't know, to discuss healing beyond that, I know that like, it takes its form in many different, for many different people in many different ways. So, um, I guess the next thing maybe for us to branch into now that we've clearly defined what we're discussing as far as what healing means, et cetera, um, and our like sort of idea around that as far as a process for life, what tools we use, I guess, Mm. what tools that maybe could be useful to others or have been useful to ourselves um, that, uh, you know, like that can be boiled down to something simple that people can wrap their brains around. Um, simple doesn't always mean easy, yeah. but, you know, something that's like, you know, fully understandable to one extent or another. Well, when I was thinking like about like talking about this, I was thinking like, well, what is it that I do? And for me, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday they're going through some like substance abuse stuff and for them just like listening to their story and their experiences a lot of it for them was about feeling safe something that like for me that's a big thing for me like a lot I think that's kind of one of the first things that you do like you need to absorb absorb like your experiences around you and then observe like your past and kind of like mend them or melt them together and kind of look at it in the sense where it's like how does this like what am I lacking like why are these experiences like bothersome why am I annoyed why am I angry why am I stressed whatever like why is what am I not getting it's kind of like tapping into that child that place of like being your inner child kind of thing and it's like what didn't I get from there? Was I not being considered? Was I not being heard? Was I not being valued? Did I not feel safe? Was I, you know, was I not good enough? Didn't like, was the criticism too harsh for me or whatever? And for this person, when we were talking about them, it was, and I was talking to them, it was about safety. And what that meant for them was, you know, stepping out of negative relationships, stepping out of like the negative interactions finding avenues to like redirect their energy and for me that's one of the ways that like I practice healing is like finding avenues to put whatever energy is coming up within me and redirecting it there like I have so they have anger issues I have anger issues and for me like getting getting like recognition that I was angry from other people definitely didn't help me um it definitely didn't help me to just sit there and be like, all right, well, I have anger issues. I'm going to do nothing. And then I just went to like this whole deep end of like, like shame and sadness of like, wow, like I, I can be very hurtful. I could be cruel. I say things. And, and going back to that place of like, I need to feel safe. But that also meant like, why didn't I feel safe? And why am I so like dependent on other people in those moments? And it was because I, I lacked power in some sense within myself 
and finding the avenue for me was like working out like that helps me to feel more powerful that helps me to channel like that anger and that restlessness and that energy that comes up for for me and like in a productive way Uh so I think that's one of the ways that like finding something you love like a hobby that channels that energy is like really really important to be able to kind of just transform because you're not getting rid of the feeling and you're not trying to change it because you're never going to get rid of like anger like life is going to happen you're going to be frustrated and angry but you need to be able to find places to put it so like for you is there something or some emotion that like really helps you to um or I would say what what are avenues for yourself that you place some of your emotions um kind of a weird question for me but (laughs) I I think I I don't know what if I'm like for one thing I tend to be fairly non-emotional for a large part of my existence but Mm -hmm. It's not like they don't exist at all. It's just like, I, I don't know. Um, I, growing up, I saw people with all sorts of different um, dispositions towards uh, emotions and at one extreme or another. And I think I developed the desire to not allow that to control me to the extent that I saw it controlling people around me. Because I felt like it did. It wasn't something I appreciated being on the receiving end of. And I didn't want to put people in that position. Um, but, um, when I do, I I think if I am a little stressed or yeah, stress is probably my biggest thing. Like some of that is a little like whatever, but even that, anyway, when I do feel like that, I feel like I just like walk. I don't know. Like I pace sometimes, but it's not always because I'm stressed out. Some of it is like to walk because I sit too much for work. But I think that that also helps me sort of like, like I pace and kind of talk to myself, I guess is maybe how I deal with it sometimes like muttering to myself um not like negative things but just like whatever um sometimes it's like lines that i'm thinking about for like a story i'm writing or or a skit that i'm writing or whatever but i guess it's my video work that helps too because when i'm writing or when i'm uh filming i'm able to kind of like utilize any emotions that may be somewhere in there for like an action for like an acting scene for for like sadness or anger or confusion or whatever just by playing it out in like a character, whether it be on the pages or on screen. Um, and I've done acting for a long time. So if I had to guess where that my emotions mostly went, it's probably there because I've been acting since I was like five. So I think that that probably over the years I developed that that was like how I, um, how I communicate that to people. So I think on the day to day, the biggest thing I think is for me, Mm, I don't know I think healing is such a broad thing but I don't have like that thing where like you know it's like oh that like we're supposed to lashing on anger or anything but Mm -hmm. I do have um a tendency to feel I guess I have a tendency to be defensive and the tendency was much much worse for a lot larger portion of my life but probably somewhere in my like earlier 20s I figured out how to like not be quite so defensive but it definitely still comes out and I think it's my, I guess, I don't know what you would call this as far as an imbalance, but desire to be liked by everyone. And so I think that comes out in less than healthy ways sometimes. And so that's probably my biggest thing that I have to heal from or whatever. And I think there's various things I can point to in my childhood that are re- that it's a result of. Um, but 
uh, the bottom line is that that's kind of where I get so defensive from and like it's uh, I don't know I just I just don't think it's a good place to be and there are times where I don't feel like it's not like I don't think it's all the time but it definitely comes up especially with people that are closer to me it comes up more um, but even with strangers to some extent it's there and I think all of us have that a little bit I think if anything mine is just a little bit on the extreme side um, I find it so interesting because like I feel like in that sense like we're opposite I'm my def- I mean I can definitely relate to like I don't know if I don't know if it's like because you're saying accept- did you say accepted by other people and being liked by other people yeah accepted might not be the perfect word I don't know but I think yeah. like just knowing that people like don't dislike me it's weird for me to say that because I think that that's true but I also know that there are people in my life that I that don't like me well not like in my life day to day but people that don't like me and I don't care so yeah. it is I think it is definitely dependent upon the people um mm, okay. And what their reason is. Uh, but I think that there's just a little bit of a natural inclination for me to want to like please people around me. And sometimes it gets out of hand to a point where it's unhealthy. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. That's another thing about healing. I think sometimes just knowing yourself is a big part of it. And then you may not need to make a ton of adjustments as long as you're conscious of it. Um, that's the other thing is that I think a lot of it comes down to like that discovery of what the thing is or like you yourself and what your tendencies are because mm-hmm. you know if you come home and you're really mad about something or you're in a bad mood because work didn't go well or whatever and you walk in the door and kids or the wife or the husband or whatever somebody that does something that maybe normally wouldn't really bug you but because you're already on edge it bugs the crap out of you all of a sudden you basically if you're not aware that you were in a bad place already if you're not aware of that and maybe not aware that you have a tendency to kind of lash out when you're stressed or whatever, then you can end up in an altercation of some kind. And the next day, your memory of that will be that they were being irksome. They did blah, blah, blah. They didn't have everything ready by the time you got home. They were supposed to have whatever, right? Like it's them. Whereas if you come home, even if you don't manage to actually not come off a little bit like rude or whatever, if you're aware that you came in with that mood, you're then also aware that part of that interaction is on you and that it probably wouldn't have went that way if you hadn't been pissed when you first walked in. So at least looking back, I think you then have the ability to realize, oh, that was me. I was the one who was pissy. Whereas if you don't know that in the moment that you walk in, I'm not saying you can't look back and figure that out, but I think it's easier if you're already aware or if you become aware like within the first couple of minutes, oh crap, I'm being a dick, whatever. Um, so I think that's something that's important to the, I think self-awareness is super important before you even attempt to change anything because you don't always necessarily need to change. You could also come home and just be like, I need a couple minutes. I'm kind of stressed and then go do your thing so that you're not going to lash out of people because you communicated it. It didn't necessarily need changing. Now, I mean, if you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you, if it causes a lot of problems for you in your life, then sure work on finding ways to adjust and heal mm. uh, in a different way so that you don't have that. But, um, yeah, I think it, the, it all starts with just being aware of where you are at any given point in time. Yeah. I really like how you were saying, like, just, you know, being aware, but also, like, if certain, like, emotions or states of being work or don't work for you, like, you know, defensiveness can work is a really good skill to use in a lot of situations, especially, like, how you were saying that might happen more so with people you're close to, but like you're not so much phased by the opinion of other people that you don't really know or that don't really know you. And like, that's that's a really healthy boundary to have. 
And then like, for me with the anger thing, like, yeah, a lot of it for me when I started to become aware of it wasn't necessarily that I was pissed at the person or like, I just couldn't have a conversation. It was me feeling misunderstood. Like the second I misunderstood, like that's really hard for me because it's so important for me as a person to one, want to feel understood because I really like communication. It's really important for me to have really healthy understanding communication that like does something positive for both people. The second that it feels like that's not working, it's really hard for me to continue a conversation. I, I'm that person that like, I need to walk away. Like I need to think about whatever's happening so that I'm not reacting to whatever story you're trying to put on me. And I'm not going to go into reactive state and like close you off and then now misunderstand you. Cause more than likely the situation is that like people are trying to get along. People want things to go well. They're not like actively looking to push your buttons. And then like, walking away from me like helped me and redirecting that that anger I realized that once I started doing that I actually tapped into a lot of the qualities that like I do like about myself because I am very assertive I am very very competitive but I don't like that like I don't like being competitive with people I don't like that like in the professional world I I don't like bringing that part of myself anywhere except when it comes to like the things I do and I really really need avenues to have that competitive spirit like play out and like because I didn't have that it was like creeping into the arguments and like I interact with a lot of people that are defensive and what I've learned it kind of does go back to that same thing of like wanting to be accepted but like I think a lot of the time it's also wanting to be understood like if we're not understood then how can we fully like feel like we're able to express ourselves in that moment because as people we have different tendencies and like inclinations and like that's okay because as a human being as a spirit like we're full of expression and being able to to do that in a healthy manner without it being hindered by by ourselves or some outside source is like, it helps us to be more authentic and it helps us to do that healing. It's not necessarily about that change. And at the same time, like over the years, we've been taught in so many different, like difficult situations to suppress that side of ourselves. Like so many different times I was like, I remember like getting a card from a coworker saying, I was leaving one job. It's like, oh, like wish you the best glad you're going to be able to put that fierceness somewhere else and that kind of stuck with me and it, it, it was like I was bothered by it so I was like damn like am I really that angry but then I realized I'm like no I'm just a really passionate person like I have a lot of drive and passion for things and like redirecting like all those like negative narratives that we put on ourselves into positive like you know transforming them into a positive narrative like Acting is a great way to do that. Writing is a great way to do that. And then moving ourselves into those characters and those places, they can help us to like really form healthy habits long-term. It's not necessarily like, you know, I need to be that every single day. For me, I've learned also that like breaking up my identity into parts and pieces, like I show up as a different person at work with my friends at school, like by myself I there's they're they're all parts of me but I'm very very different and like 
unless you either live with me or you've known me for years, like, that's just what works for me. That doesn't necessarily mean everybody's going to be like that. But I've learned that for me, it's that constant change and transformation ability to step in, step out really does help me to feel more like myself. When you, you said something about changing, like being a different person, which I think is true to all people to some extent, like when you're at work, you have to be more professional typically. Um, so like, you know, you're going to have like more professional version of yourself um, at the forefront versus like when you're relaxed at home, it's a different type that you're more, you're more like trying to recharge and relax and just kind of like whatever you need to do in your free time. So I think that's going to, there's, there are differences there. Um, and I guess you could say that they're different people. I, <clears throat> something about that being the idea of it being, I don't know that yeah I mean I, I get what you're saying I was trying to think of like if there's a way to clarify what you're saying because I because I wanted to make sure that it came through clearly I think when we if we're hiding parts of ourselves I think mm. it can lead to bad things no matter what but and that doesn't mean that you go to work and because you're just a person who swears constantly and does blah, blah, blah when you're at home, that it's okay to do that when you work at a very professional setting, like a law officer, you know, like there's like yeah. lines that must be drawn no matter what you preferably do in your free time. And I think that that obviously alters us just a little bit. Um, and I also think that sometimes the different scenarios and situations we find ourselves in actually help us find pieces of ourselves that maybe we had buried or hadn't been, and we may find that like, oh, you know, I actually really enjoyed this aspect of being here or being in this situation with these people. And maybe you don't love all of it. But maybe you'd rather be doing something else most of the time. But maybe there's a piece of yourself that you find there that you can then integrate into the other aspects too. I think it's that, that constant battle of being aware of yourself. Because maybe you find that there's a part of yourself that actually would fit in another aspect of your life too. That for whatever reason, you don't feel comfortable to show because maybe the friends you've been hanging out with have always seen only a certain piece of part of you. And so by showing them that you feel like unsure if they'll accept you or if they're gonna like make fun of you or whatever. And so you keep mm -hmm. that hidden, but when you meet new people, they're very accepting of it. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, I really enjoy being able to show the side of myself. And so I think being open to like noticing those things and noticing what can be transferred from place to place so that the only real difference is like what's needed for the scenario and not like you're literally different people. Cause I think, I think there's just a line there between like literally yeah. being a different person Versus like bringing what's appropriate to the situation and allowing yourself to, to understand and like kind of flow in that way, which like you said, does encourage you to learn how to turn on and off certain switches and step in and out of certain aspects of yourself, which makes you automatically more self-aware because the more you're thinking about like, how am I here and what do I need to be and like all that kind of stuff, you then can more effectively notice yourself and then effectively notice how you're, um, you know, affecting others. Um, and I think, you know, that's really, that's really like the root of a lot of healing is just being aware of yourself and how you're affecting others. And that's like a huge part of it is just as you're going through your day to day, try to boil things down to what you liked and didn't like and what makes you feel alive and what doesn't make you feel alive, et cetera. And you'll start to notice that even in situations where you thought you hated the whole thing, there may be aspects of it that don't, don't bother you at all, or maybe even are positive. It's just that there are maybe some pieces of it that you could really care less for. 
And so by figuring that out, you can find more of yourself as opposed to, I hate work. I wish I could just be home all the time. But then if you are home all the time, look what's going on right now with the quarantine. A lot of people are very upset about being home all the time. So uh, the same people in a lot of cases that were very mad about having to go to work all the time right before this started. So now obviously it's because they're being told they must and all this, you know, like nobody likes being told what they can't do. It's like kids being told they can't do something. They're going to try to do it anyway. Um, but I think that that shows that it's not, it's not as simple as the workplace being the problem or that one person being an issue or the home being a problem or whatever it is that you feel is your current issue. I think it's, a, it's more that there are aspects of certain things you don't like. And sometimes you can change the aspects. Like sometimes if you realize it's not work that bugs you, it's, you know, these two people that you have to deal with about this thing that drive you nuts or something, or they're just rude or whatever. And you can either have a polite conversation with them and see if things can change, or maybe you can find a way to only have to deal with them once a week or whatever. Like you find ways and then all of a sudden it changes. But if the whole, if the whole time it's just like work is this and, and, and then you're just like, no, you don't want to deal with it. You're not thinking about it and you're not as aware and you don't learn as much from it because then maybe you actually really, really like this one thing of my job. And then maybe when there's a new job available or a promotion and it focuses more on this one area, like, I love that. I don't like this other area. So let me do this more because I'll do less of this thing I don't like. But if it becomes grouped of like a, mm. no, this is not good. Then it's like, you don't, what is not good? Like, what don't you like about it? Um, and then the, the grass is always greener kind of thing, as opposed to figuring out what, which, uh, what aspects of it you really like. Yeah. And I think like going back to like the good, what's good and what's not good. I, I tend to change my language when it comes to observing myself and observing where I want to, or like what kind of state I want to be in when I'm working with people or when I'm doing a therapy session or where I'm with my friends. Like one, I, I think like what is going to be the most effective state for me to honor the other person and to honor like the relationship and what needs to be done and then what's what has been ineffective like if I look at it that way not only does it like take away from making me bad or right or wrong it's more so of like just a behavior or a shift it's like okay I I don't necessarily you know I'm rigid and I'm very strict but that doesn't necessarily work in my professional life, especially like in the field that I'm in, that's not going to work with people because the one thing I'm doing is holding space for another person to be completely themselves. And it's not necessarily like, like a hiding one aspect of yourself in this area, mm. but it's just, it just, it's ineffective. It's just an ineffective behavior or practice in that moment. My rigidity and me being strict is phenomenal for my schoolwork. Like, I'm very routine based when it comes to my personal life. When it comes to my friends, I used to be like that. And like, it really just like, I wouldn't want to like hang out with people. I wouldn't want to see them unless it was like between this time or that time. And I'm still kind of like that, but now it's more so it's a boundary because I know how I need my life to go at the end of the day. Like I also need to be accountable for the things I need to do. And for myself, like nobody's going to do that for me. And at the same time, like, I have to be open, like, to, to, like, another person's energy. My best friend is not a strict person. They're very expansive energy. They kind of, like, go with the flow. They're spontaneous, which is, I tend to gravitate to people like that. 
And I think for me, that's like, it's kind of like a blessing because I tend to be the complete opposite. And it's helped me to kind of be like, okay, how does that actually help me heal? Oh, great. It helps me to like learn to adapt to change. It helps me to, you know, get out of my comfort zone because sometimes when you're somebody who's so embedded into your routine and into your things, it becomes really hard to accept change or like the sudden events that come into your life and then you're just like frozen and that that doesn't work. So I think another part of healing is being comfortable with coming in contact and looking for friendships and network that is completely opposite of yourself because otherwise that thing that that keeps nagging at you emotionally is never going to change because you're not allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and being uncomfortable is a big big process of healing if you can't be uncomfortable if you can't just allow yourself to feel anxious or nervous because somehow or other you know you need to be perfect or somebody told you that that's that's not the way that you manage life and that's not an effective way in my opinion that's absolutely wrong because it's in those moments that you get to really like step into growth and healing is about growing and if you're not growing you're not changing and if you're not doing any of those things then like you're not going to be better for other people you're not going to be better for yourself and you're not going to be effective in your life goals yeah i think another important aspect of this to at least briefly mention is the fact that there are times when it's not you that needs to change and i think again Mm -hmm. self-awareness and being aware of how you were when you entered a room were you the problem in the meeting or was it one of the other coworkers or were you the issue when you got home or was it your significant other or the, was the kid in a pissy mood? Like knowing truly being able to step outside of yourself and realize where you were at, even if you don't completely control it allows you to know when you're being taken advantage of. Cause I think a lot of people too end up in situations where a significant other or someone that they live with a roommate, whatever, is able to make you feel like it's your problem when it is actually theirs. And I think there are times when you can step out and be like, no, I know that I walked in and I was like, you know, and you basically wanted to fight me or you wanted to whatever. And then you're able to possibly even maybe wait for the opportune time, but bring it up to them, have an actual discussion about it. And if they are whatever and unwilling to, and want to blame it all on you and you know for a fact that you're not, it helps you not be delusional and think that you need to adjust and you need to do this. And then you get so screwed up because you've been healing, but you, what you've been doing mm-hmm. is changing yourself for someone else. And so you're miserable and they still don't like you because they never liked you to begin with. And so I think stuff like that, or maybe not never, maybe that's, that's like an extreme, but you know, somewhere in between that and like the other end of it. So I think that's really important. And again, it comes out of that self-awareness um, and realizing where you are at any given time. And I think that just comes with practice. Um, when you drive home, you know, nowadays we put on a podcast or we listen to music all the time and sometimes it's fine, but I think it is also nice when you actually notice the things around you, paying attention to like what's going on in the road, different cars, um, when you're walking, looking at the different trees, the animals, the insects, like actually being aware of your surroundings helps you to also be aware of yourself, like practicing awareness. Mm-hmm. is and however you want to do it maybe listening working out you like hyper focus on whatever it is that you're doing working out or when you're writing you're well, writing is a little bit weird because i feel like you get lost in it so that's maybe not the best example of awareness but like when you are in talking to people try to be like super focused on what they're saying and not thinking about what you're going to say next or like 
whatever works for you as a person, find a practice of awareness, I think would be useful. Um, even if it's a 10 minute walk where you just don't have your phone, you don't have any noise other than whatever's going on around you. And you just try to be super attentive to your surroundings. You don't have to talk to people if you don't want to, you don't have to like go out and interact per se, but like truly be aware of the world around you. And you'll notice that it's also almost like a mood shift. Cause when you get too caught up in your own mind, sometimes you're kind of like, it's all dull. It's all the whatever, like when you're out and you're really looking and you're noticing, like it, it feels like a different world sometimes. And I think, you know, the walk is easy, but if you don't want to walk for 10 or 15 minutes, find something that allows you to truly be focused on something other than yourself. And then the other thing too, I guess kind of on the idea of like, you know, not changing for someone else, changing for yourself, like healing for yourself, not others is, um, that like when we talk about like, you know, making sure that the way we're doing things works for another person, I think that there is some truth to that. And then I also think that there is some truth to the idea of being quote unquote selfish in the way that you handle things. Cause I mean, maybe not selfish may not be a, the right word, but it'll, you know, bring attention to what I'm saying. Um, because when you're doing something selflessly, if it's actually selfless, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but a lot of us, do things for people and then we really expect something in return whether it be right away a mm. week from now a year from now for the rest of our life well i always do this thing for you why aren't you doing this that is not selflessness if you are doing something with the idea of eventually getting it doesn't matter how nice or simple the thing you want in return is you're not being selfless and i think if we're honest about yeah I am a little bit selfish. I do need these things from you, especially people that are in our lives a lot. Like I need blah, 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 blah from you. Mm -hmm. And in return, I'm providing this. Actually having that understanding, then you can have discussions about, hey, like, you know, you kind of fell through on this and you have more open understanding because a lot of us deal with this idea of like not really talking about that. And then at some point you get frustrated, burned out, whatever. But it's really on us. My mom used to do this to us when we were kids. I think I actually probably said this on my other podcast, but my mom used to do this to the extent where she would have complete breakdowns and she's the mom. She does a lot for her kids and stuff, but she would put more on herself than was necessary. Mm-hmm. And then when she couldn't take it anymore and she's like breaking, it would be everybody around her's fault, which obviously it's like, yeah, help your mom, whatever. But there were times where it's just like she didn't need to do those five extra things she did, but she just felt like she had to. At that point, it wasn't for anyone else. It was for herself. And because she wasn't able to fully grasp that at that moment, I've talked to her about this. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, in that moment, it's like, no, it's not for the other people. If it's for you, like if, if the kid's bathroom is dirty, for instance, if you're a parent, and you don't use, like, let's just say for whatever reason, you got some entitled kids and they got their own bathroom, right? So the kid's bathroom is dirty. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't affect you. But it bothers you just knowing that it's dirty. You don't want it to be dirty. And they won't clean it or don't clean it often enough for your liking. If you end up cleaning it, that was for you, not for them. Because the right thing for them would have been to stop picking up after them until they finally get sick of it themselves and start figuring out how to do it. So you doing it was because it was bothering you because it was clearly not bothering them. So it wasn't for them, but we get this idea that doing things for other people is a selfless act, even when we're then going to be mad about having to do it or want something in return for having to do it. And it's like, no, we need to take a step back. We all do it, myself included. I'm just pointing out that I think that's something we all need to work on not doing so much mm-hmm. because 
it isn't like being selfish and honest with yourself about what you need and be able to communicate it. You may only need a few things. Like it might not be a giant list, but if you know what those things are emotionally, materially, spiritually, whatever, then you can, you can properly communicate with people and have better relationships where there isn't all these misunderstandings. And if you are going to do something that you need something in return for, you can say, Hey, I don't mind doing this for you. But since you have the kitchen like this, can you on the way home do this thing that I was going to run out and do rather than getting frustrated doing it yourself and then still having to run out. And then when you see that person next, you're mad at them because they didn't do this thing that they were supposed to do and you did it for them. And you supposedly didn't mind at the time, but now you mind, you minded the whole time. So I think like <laughs> learning how to communicate that. And obviously that's not something, again, healing is a process. I don't think you ever get, rarely will you get 100% there. But I think that's a very important aspect of the communication and understanding. And it all really boils down to that self-awareness and being mm -hmm. willing to be honest about the fact that, yes, I do want some things out of life. Instead of this idea that we're supposed to not want things, let me tailor everything to other people and blah, blah, blah. I'm not important until you break down because really you are important and you haven't been prioritizing yourself or making others prioritize you because you thought that was the right thing to do. But now you're pissed and now they're confused and possibly pissed at the end of it because they don't understand where this came from because they thought you were fine with it. So right. I think there's a lot of miscommunication that comes from that kind of thing, if that makes sense. No, yeah, it totally makes sense. I think for like, just, um, I think there's a lot of like, we, we don't like as a, as a, because we were told, you know, don't be selfish, share, especially if you have like siblings or whatever, or even in, you know, you're in school, you're being taught to share, you're being taught to like always accommodate to other people's space also, which is important and necessary, but because we're like, we're learning throughout our lives through our social and social interactions, like to accommodate, to share, to like adjust in those moments, we, st we start to forget like, well, our needs matter, we're important, like, it's okay to be selfish. And actually, if we're not practicing some degree of selfishness, and I mean, selfishness, where it's like, you're able to speak to what you need clearly, and, you know, honestly, to the people around you, if you, if you don't do that, it's very easy to step into manipulation, it's very easy to step into, like, resentment and bitterness. Mm -hmm. And, and that's also, you know, just always that, what is my consciousness holding? What is, where's my consciousness like going? And a lot of the issues I've seen where, where healing is really difficult for people is that they're healing or they're wanting to heal because they're hoping something external changes rather than like healing because they want to be able to accept themselves, sit with themselves, feel more fulfilled in themselves and, you know, sometimes people go and like, people go to marriage counseling. Why are we going to go to marriage counseling? Because usually that's a very selfish reason. I want the marriage to work. But sometimes people are looking for like, I want this person to tell my partner that you see what they're doing is really like inappropriate. And I was right all along. And it becomes like, how is this a blame game? How is this like, you know, this person's fault? If I get to go, you know, to heal myself or work on myself maybe then people will like me better or if I I heal or I try to change you know my anger or my you know introvertedness or how I speak to people maybe that'll affect the kind of relationships I have with them maybe like 
it'll give me better opportunities. But none of that happens through manipulation. Like, I don't think that healing can actually happen or even start to happen until you understand your reason why. Like, why is that even important to you in the first place? Why am I going to heal? How does that help me achieve what I want for myself? I think the second you start to be like, oh, because then, you know, my relationships will be better. Well, that's not necessarily guaranteed. It might actually be worse because then you start to heal, realize what you need, and then realize like, we're no longer a good fit or these friends are no longer like they were my friends. I still care about them, but they're no longer aligned with the goals that I have and that I need. And, and that's scary, but that's necessary. I think, you know, when you're thinking about healing and like the finality of it, and that's the reason why there's no finality is because you're constantly changing, but you're constantly trying to stay in this place where you're living your life for yourself, not for anybody else and not for like creating dynamics around you. The second that you start to be like making your life about how other people are going to look at you, how your relationships are going to be better. And like, we all want those things. Like it's okay to want those things, but nobody is ever responsible or should be in my opinion, responsible for yourself and your happiness like that has to come 100% from you and if that's your reason for healing then that's great if it's also even for you to just feel safe for you to feel you know accepted by yourself for you to like take care of yourself for you to you know really just like look at yourself I'm a person that really likes looking at myself and my flaws like I want to look at my flaws not because I'm trying to tear myself down. I had to transform that because I went from being overly critical and being like, I'm just going to tear myself down and do exactly what I was taught. But then it transformed into, actually, it's because I just want to be a good person and like a better person, not for anybody else, but for myself, because I, I want to live my life to a certain kind of standard, not for anybody, but for myself. And like that becomes my primary reason for healing. So yeah, I think just like to close, like, just going back to what we talked to up uh, talked about throughout was like having that self-awareness having that being okay with that change or stepping into places finding some avenues even like what you were saying you know like finding grounded grounding techniques like going for a walk like you don't have to always be in your head like maybe just like because that could be negative in itself that could be an overstimulation of your mind that can make you like cynical or neurotic. And and that's also like unhealthy for you, you know, and taking that space to just kind of like check out, look at the things around you, learn to be present. And then also understanding your purpose for healing. If you want to do that and being open to that, you're never going to be healed. Like it's never like there's an end point because life continues yeah and th- and then that doesn't mean that you know you may not feel you, it doesn't mean you won't ever feel okay about things that have happened to you in the past it just means that you're always going to be growing i think we're using healing in kind of a very synonymous way with growing mm-hmm. um so it's not like oh i'll never get over this thing that happened to me no you probably will but there'll probably be something else you'll be working on or you'll be attempting to get to an even different level within yourself so that aspect of healing growing is going to continue um and then again to just really quickly reiterate what you just said um which was actually very important is that 
you may find that you're becoming more aware of yourself and aware of others. Not everybody else is going to want that. They may want to stay unaware of themselves or unaware of their surroundings, or they may just need very different things, like she said, um, than what you need. And so therefore, you may find that some relationships shift, change, stop altogether, begin, um, you know, and the change is going to be expected and your way of doing things will not work for everyone, even if it is your truth. So I think that's also important to be open and aware that things will and can and probably must change on some levels with some mm -hmm. people in your life. Um, it doesn't mean you have to hate someone because you become a little less close or, you know, less often hanging out. It doesn't mean you have to cut off all your friends and family because they, they bring you down. Like, but maybe you limit the conversations a little bit or you try to encourage them to talk about different things or whatever, but understand that some change will come and it doesn't need to come with judgment from you. It just needs to come with an understanding of, you know, this is what we're, this is my choice to, is to do this and to work on this. And I'm coming to my understandings about how I want to live my life. That does not mean that then you need to put that on other people. You can explain to other people where you're coming from and what you're trying to do for yourself, but that's about where it ends. And so I think, you know, that is going to shift some relationships and just the acceptance of that is going to have to come because otherwise you might start to heal and start to grow. And then after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you find that there's more negative experiences because you're trying to butt against other people, what they want or where they want to be in their life. And it's like, you know, you're feeling like, Oh, what is this? It's like growing pains or whatever, but you have to be willing to see those things and then see if you can make healthy adjustments and, you know, see where you need to maybe cut a little or, you know, adjust the way in which you spend time or how much, or et cetera. But just be aware that that's not everyone's choice. And yeah, everyone's not meant for everyone. We're not capable of having a relationship with every single human being yeah, on the planet anyway. Yeah. So that'd be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think that's good. I think we yeah. talked about a lot of stuff and let us know what healing growing means for you, I guess. And any comments or, um, messages or whatever you'd like to do um we'll put links in the description of the video and, and then go uh check out uh mind over coffee podcast too you wanna... uh, I'm, I'm upset about that actually somebody else created a mind over, uh, mind <laughs> yeah. over coffee podcast a couple weeks afterwards and i was like god dang it now there's two of them um that's okay yours is better <laughs> mind over coffee podcast by natai stalker if you see that on there that's the one i'm talking about it has pictures of people not of actual coffee uh but yeah all right cool thank you all right